Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me on week one of the NBA season is Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, it is back. I know I'm excited. I'm sure you're excited. Um, oh, yeah. I'm pumped, Tyler. I'm real fucking well, excited. Here's a, que- here's a question. Um, so, so the first night, I always, right, there's only two games on, so you got to watch, right? There's no other games to even flip through. But then on Wednesday, I sometimes just, like, have a spasm and, like, I swear I just see so much basketball that by the end of the night, I'm not sure I saw anything. Like my mind is just partially crippled by the amount. Um, it's overwhelming because you try to take it all in. Like I literally will try to watch all 11 games on Wednesday. Cause 11, like Wednesday is the real opening day. Like everybody's going to watch Tuesday, but the real opening day is when all the other teams play. And then you really get all the data. You get all the, I mean, it's, it's, it's the smallest sample size possible but uh it just feels good to be back and i i I do too much i definitely try to watch too much so here's a question any one particular game or maybe even just storyline in the first week which we'll we'll say this right the first week only six days right there are no games on monday unfortunately so it's just tuesday through sunday um any any one particular thing you are excited about or maybe just want to really see what happens with I'm, I'm obviously always, per usual, very excited about the bull season, and uh, we will obviously allow my. There will there will be plenty of time allowed to uh, to me to critique the bulls because I, I if I didn't have this podcast, um, I would still be just critiquing the bulls all the time. But I'm kind of. Uh, what would be happening was you'd just be going up to random guys at bars, going, "Dude, I cannot believe the Bulls did this," and they'd be like, "I don't watch basketball, sir," and you'd be like, "Be quiet and listen to me." I'd be like, "Jim Boylan's inbound play is so trash," and they'd be like, "What are what are the words you're saying?" Um, I'm actually I'm interested in a lot of these teams that um, are at the bottom of the barrel. So like Memphis, um, Phoenix. Charlotte, um, uh, the Knicks. What is going on in these? What are the rotations going to look like? Who are they going to play? What young guys are going to show up out of nowhere? Um, what's that going to look like? Because I feel like there's still a lot of unknown value in some of these fringe players that a lot of people aren't on and we just don't have enough information about in order to make a decision. And like, this is the time. Like, do not get like week one tip pro tips. Do not hesitate to pick up anybody and everybody off the waiver wire because this is the week Pascal Siakam got picked up. This is the week that a lot of these players who were on the waiver wire got picked up in the past is week one. So do not hesitate to drop uh, Kevin Herter up whoever. This this is going to bring up a good question because I think maybe I look for something different than other people. So say you saw the game say you didn't see the game okay what are you looking for maybe when you're watching the game and then what are you looking for maybe if you're just uh hashtag watching the boxes well that is the origin of 
this this podcast. And actually, uh, that is my best advice to everybody, especially if you're just getting into fantasy basketball. Number one, number one rule of week one, do not panic. This is not fantasy football. Uh, this is not the end of the season. This this week one literally means mostly nothing. If your second round player has a bad week, who cares? Do not panic. If a guy that you took a swing on in the fifth round uh, is playing terribly, do not panic. If uh, a guy you picked up in the eighth round is playing great, do not get cocky. Uh, like th- There's a reason we buy low and sell high, and there's a reason we don't panic on week one. And what I completely recommend people doing is one, do not make any rational moves with like their top six, top seven round draft picks. And what I'm looking for, I'm looking for like who's on my waiver wire minutes played. So that's the, always the number one statistic. And I'm looking for guys who are doing a little bit of everything. I want to see the block. I look at blocks and steals almost immediately before I look at anything else. And then, um, I'm going to look towards more point guard situations, especially if they're a little bit questionable and who's getting assists, uh, who's, who's, who's running the ball here. Um, the trends are going to be too low to make anything out of established players in week one. So I'm looking at just waiver wire players or people who are at the end of my bench. Act me too. So the, the NBA stats can help you here. Um, they, they ran a lot of like new, cool, like analytic. I don't say they're new. I shouldn't say that. They're a lot of cool, like analytically type stats. Um, you mentioned it. I'm looking for minutes, right? And you're right. We're not looking at, um, the Trey Youngs of the world, even right. Like those second year guys, like we're not going to figure out if they're going to take another step forward in the first week. Okay. We know what that person is. He's got some established value. Don't panic. Their value is is set. It's not going to drastically change in the first five days. Yeah. What we need though, is those waiver wire guys. So I'm looking for minutes, right? You nailed that one on the head. I'm looking for shots. Okay. There are stats about like potential assists. I love to look at that stat. Okay. You can go, you can just Google it. Uh, NBA potential assists. What that basically means is I pass the ball and someone shot it. Whether it went in or not, right? Because that's going to be kind of fluky whether it goes in or not on week one because there's just two or three games, right? Every team plays two or three games. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. So I like to look at the potential assists, right? You know, Trey Young passed it to somebody who shot it 15 times. That's a really good number. That's going to lead to a lot of assists. Um, rebounds can be a little bit fluky, especially depending on what teams you play because like obviously some teams are going to be a lot better at rebounding than others right whoever plays the pistons like andre drummond's going to grab a ton of rebounds um so the person's rebounds might be down but i'm looking for volume i'm looking for shot attempts maybe not even necessarily makes but attempts like i'd much rather pick up a player on the waiver wire who goes five for 12 and has i don't know 15 points than I would a guy who goes off for 25, but he's 11, he's nine of 10 and he just got to the foul line an absurd amount of times and maybe hit an absurd amount of three pointers just because he got super hot. Like you want those, you want the volume of the shots, right? Because the shots are going to stay relatively constant. What's going to change is, are they going in? Are they not going in? Right? Like players ride hot streaks, all that stuff. 
So I want to look for potential things, right? Potential assists, shot attempts, whether they're going in or not. I think that's how we figure out what players are actually going to play the largest roles on their team. Like that, those are great things to uh, pay attention to because you're not going to be able to watch all the games. That's the the honestly the best way to get a feel for what these teams are going to be doing is to watch the game because you can you can see these things play out in real time. Um, there's a really great website. I feel like it's a uh, it's like popcorn popcorn NBA something like that. It's really something popcorn Google popcorn NBA stats. It doesn't make any sense. You think it might be fake? It might be uh, some sort of um, you know, scam perhaps it's not popcornmachine.net is no joke. A very good, uh, game flow box score site, um, that shows you the plus minuses during the times that people play. Um, and it's got the whole game laid out in front of you. So a, a shout out to whoever's doing popcornmachine.net. Um, I, uh, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta find out who that guy is. And also shout out to hashtag basketball.com because, this is week one, the first week in Tyler's weekly weekly primer, like v- the schedule, the preview for week one. Tyler will be doing a article every single week published on hashtag basketball.com. Uh, and we're going to be reviewing that article. And then during the week, we're going to be doing looking at the waiver wires, especially this week. We're going to hit the waiver wires hard. We're going to be looking at hot players, cold players, talking about trades, doing some mailbags. Um, we're going to be week in, week out, trying to keep you on track so you can win your season. And that's pretty like that's going to be the steady pace. And if there's some crazy news that comes out, we might do uh, experiment with some like quick hitting podcasts. But if you want to be like extra prepared, you're going to get all these podcasts early if you are on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And if you're a subscriber, and I got a lot of shout outs uh, to do. For the Patreon right now, Tyler, uh, Victor, and Matt are uh, basically, I think, are some of our newest Patreons. Shout out to them. They went with one name, so I don't know. I don't know who they are, Tyler. Um, Jackson Mooton, shout out to you. Uh, Elijah, Ele- uh, ooh, I'm gonna blow this one, Tyler. You know, I'm bad with the names. I should make you do the reading. I should make you read these names, Tyler. Uh, Elijah Olerevez, Olerevez, I mean, I'm butchering your name. Elijah, shout out to you. Um, I owe you. I'll give you, you a guys, free book. When you when you put your name on the Patreon, perhaps you could put it um, with, uh, with the yeah the phonetic spelling because Michael might he might be able to get it then maybe maybe. Yeah. I borderline. I can barely read Tyler like that. I got this far in life and I can barely read uh, this one. Come on. Uh, Timixa Lisa, I, I I don't I don't know. Shout out to you. You know who you are. Wait, is that There's, like two people or one? Is that like Ty uh, and Lisa mix or it's T X I Mista? I feel like it might be like a cool pseudonym, like a Tix Mista, Tix Mista Lisa. Like a that sounds like a stage name to be honest. Like that's cool. That's a cool. That sounds like somebody I'd go see at the Madison Square Garden. I I could see it. I think just mixed Elisa's opening for uh, for Chance uh, at the UC this coming up this winter. I'm pretty sure. Um, all right, all right. And, I'm game. I'm game for yeah. this. Actually, uh, even here's even a, I didn't think there would be a cooler name. There is a cooler name. Famous Jones. Shout out to Famous Jones. Don't know. Uh, not that famous. I don't know who you are, buddy. But uh, you're getting <laughs> dude. Get maybe famous. you do. 
Maybe he's really Maybe. that famous that he didn't want to let drop his first name. Like, what's a famous Jones? You think it's Julio or um, could be Julio Jones? Who's another Tyus famous Jones, Jones? Perhaps would be Tyus Jones if you are a famous Jones. Uh, we'd love to have you on the podcast because uh, you're getting a shout out right now, famous Jones. And shout out to all of our Patreons. The the listener leagues uh, will be drafting like immediately. So if you are not in right now, get in right now. Um, you sh- you will have an email. You will be entered to them. And uh, we are going to be doing uh, a draft. We're going to be in different time zones. So, you know, bear with us. We'll be all drafted before the end of week one. You know what? I don't like drafting during the week, but I don't mind drafting during week one. It's totally fine. If you haven't drafted yet, you can still draft during week one. The week one's not going to really change that much of what happens for the rest of the season. It's a very, very long season. Um, Tyler, we got all our business taken care of. We announced what's going on. We gave some week one prep. Now let's talk about the very first week. And I'm going to, what I do every single week, I go out to hashtag basketball.com. I go to their advanced NBA schedule grid, which is the best, honestly, it's the best schedule tool in the game. Um, and I go take a look at what my week looks like. Because if I'm in a head to head league, I'm streaming games. I'm looking at the two games on Tuesday and the three games on Thursday and the five games on Sunday as potential streaming days because all the other games, the other days of the week are packed. So, right. We got a, a not that advantageous schedule as far as like looking at back to backs and, and streaming, because you know, the days that there are, we are a little light on games. They seem to be very light on games. So that always makes it um, a little bit more difficult to stream. Um, and you mentioned it, right? The days where there's heavy games, there's so many games that, I mean, I doubt you have anybody on Wednesday or Saturday, Friday, even with nine games, right? That's pretty dicey. You'd have to have like maybe like a couple Brooklyn Nets or something, a couple Dallas Mavericks, like one of those teams that isn't playing. You know, maybe you got Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray on the Nuggets, um, and that leaves you, you know, kind of one little space at the end of your roster to stream. But yeah, it's not, it's not great. Um, it's not the worst streaming week though. I will say that, right? It's not the best, but it's also not the worst. So, um, we definitely got some value here and I'll throw this primer kind of in right here at the, at the beginning. Um, week one is always the hardest week for me to do this article because week we don't have any previous, um, data. We have no, um, nothing to fall back on. A- anything can happen this week. Oh, yeah, and so some of the teams, and we see this every year, right? Like some of the teams, they they try to fool us in preseason, whether they, you know, they don't run their starting lineup before opening night. They, you know, start a player in all their preseason games and then decide, oh, well, you weren't that good or you didn't prove that you should have been the starter. We're going to start this person instead. Um, some teams just throw us for an absolute curveball and somebody we think is going to play like a 27, 28-minute role is instead playing a 10-minute role. Um, which obviously isn't that advantageous. So um, it's a little bit hairy. We don't really know. Like once the games actually start counting, we're going to see the the coaches running their their optimal rotations. And, you know, maybe they they switch things up based on matchups a little bit. But, you know, they're going to be wanting to play their best players the most minutes. So, uh, yeah, we'll see some crazy stuff this week. We'll see some stuff we expected, some stuff we didn't expect for sure. Um, which maybe makes it more fun, but it also makes it more difficult to project. So yeah, that's, that's kind of worth saying. I think, uh, the other thing about week one 
two that I'll mention is, you know, if you're playing in a weekly league, right, there's 20 teams that play three times. The other 10 teams all play two games. So like you're not getting like some huge game advantage, right? Where there's like a couple teams with two games and a couple teams with four games. Um, you know, you're only getting that one extra game, but that one extra game can be huge. And I, I don't know that we, that anyone talks about this enough. Right. And I tried to lay this out in my article. You know, if you're going with a guy who is playing three games and he scores 10 points with five assists, every game, you know, it's constant. You get 30 points and 15 assists. If you're playing a guy in your starting lineup with only two games to get those same 30 and 15, he'd have to average 15 points a game and seven and a half assists. So, I mean, let's even go like, let's go further there. Uh, where this really, really ends up mattering is steals and blocks. If you go with a guy who gets 1.1 steals, uh, and plays three times versus a guy who's getting like 0.7 steals and plays twice. You're just you're actually really destroying that guy, the other team in steals, like or the other guy in steals. So like the steals and blocks per game do add up when you look at that per game. Now those, those steals and blocks are a little less um, because they're the the that number is so low. They're a little less, um, I guess, uh, predictable, but they could make a, a little big less. A little less constant, right? Like very few players, even if they average one steal a game, don't steal a, a get a steal every game. It's, you know, they get two one night and then they don't get one then they get three and then they don't get one for two games. And then, so that was a little bit, it's a little bit hairier too. Like most players get the relative same amount of shot attempts unless they like get on fire, right? Like, you know, if you're a guy who shoots 12 times a game, you usually get somewhere between like 10 and 15 shots, right? And that's pretty much every night. Like it's just that's what your workload is. Um, so yeah, that's it's a little bit different, but it's it's you're you're absolutely right. And I mentioned a couple players in this. You know, I, I always do my top ten for weekly leagues, and we can talk about that or not. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, I don't know how many people are playing in, in weekly leagues, but like I mentioned a guy like Maxi Kleber as as a good pickup. And some people might be like, yeah, well he played twenty minutes a game on the Mavericks last year. Well, they play three times, and in 21.2 minutes a game, he averaged 1.1 blocks and 1.1 three-pointers made. So the threes are okay, right? But, you know, you're talking about getting 3.3 3 blocks for the week, and you might be playing a guy with two games who gets you half a block. That's one block. You're getting three times as many blocks. And... The thing about Kluber is he's probably going to play a larger role this week too because Dwight Powell not looking like he's going to play at least in the first game with a hamstring injury. So Kluber's probably looking at 30 minutes a game. So he might even get you like one and a half blocks a game. So that's the real, I think that's the real key here. And this is why your article is so valuable, Tyler, especially for me, uh, is that if you're playing a head to head league, you have to be straight. If you're in a daily league, you got to be streaming. It's just that is the last couple guys on your bench. You should be. I know you just drafted them, but you should uh, this week. You should probably be dropping one of them or maybe a couple of them. Game maximization is the key in head to head. And that's kind of why I don't like head to head that much. Uh, if you're playing in a good league or if you just started a league and there is like no limit to the amount of games you can, uh, you, people you can pick up during the week, you really need to change that rule. It should be very low, it should be three four uh depending on the size of your league maybe even a little higher if you got a big league maybe it's a little higher but um you shouldn't be able to 
consistently just blow other teams away with your games played, but you got to use that mechanism to your benefit. Maxi Kleber um, is a great example of paying attention to injuries. Dwight Powell's out. Maxi Kleber's going to get better. Um, a little, a little, if you play a little daily, that's a really good. That's a good um, piece of information to have. But he's going to play a little bit more in that first game. Maybe in this week's going to be weird. There's not going to be a lot of back to backs. But maybe you can get him on a back to back or a close to back to back. That's something to pay attention to as well. And that's something that's always in your articles, Tyler. And I th- actually think there's a lot of. Um, you know, there's a lot of good guys who are only owned in like uh, under under 50% of the of the leagues out there. Uh, Kent Bazemore is someone I, uh, I I I like at the end of drafts. I think he'll be f- just fine. Uh, he'll be at least um, dependable in a in a streaming league. And he's not. I mean, he's not super sexy, but this is the type of guy you want to stream every week. You know what I mean, because he's gonna get you good stats, especially in blocks and steals. We talk about those categories. You know, that's the easy way to flip a week. Um, so yeah, I mean, Baysmore obviously should I think be owned in a little bit more than thirty five percent, especially any day that Portland plays. Um, he's on the Trailblazers now. Don't don't get it twisted, right? He switched teams this offseason. Um, Torian Prince is another guy. He is a hundred and seventeenth in hashtag basketballs rankings for the season. And he is only owned in 49% of leagues. I don't know why. guess we're not liking Torian Prince as much on the Nets. Um, I don't really see anyone who's going to super play over him. Now, Kenny Atkinson doesn't play anyone a ton of minutes. That's worth mentioning, right? Like the max a guy gets in a Kenny Atkinson rotation is like 31. So, but I mean, last year in 28 minutes, Prince averaged 13 and a half points, 2.23 pointers made in a steal. So... I don't know why nobody wants Torian Prince, but he should definitely be owned in more leagues. Um, and then the other two guys kind of at the top of my weekly pickups are two rookies that look like they're going to play fairly big roles. And obviously, you know, in the first week, I, I kind of want to pick up somebody with some upside, right? Like I could pick up Baysmore in my weekly league and start him. That's great. Um, but on my bench, I, I might want to pick up Culver or Washington, just see if they're going to get minutes, if, you know, like PJ Washington looks like he might be the starter for the Hornets. And if he is, I want to see what that looks like. I mean, during the preseason in 25 minutes, he averaged 12 points, five rebounds, a steal and half a block. Oh, keeping, I'm going to keep an eye. That's one of the first games I'm going to be keeping an eye on at the very least is that Charlotte Hornets game. I'm not going to watch it because I want to watch better basketball, like a better basketball product, but uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on the Charlotte Hornets. I'm going to keep an eye on PJ Washington to see how many minutes he's going to play. I'm going to be keeping an eye on the rotation in Oklahoma City, see if perhaps people um, get a little bit upset that uh, Shea Gilders Alexander is maybe only playing like 24 minutes uh, for some strange reason, and it's only the first couple of games. Well, they're going to be like, I got to get rid of this guy. Like, this is the time to exploit people who are going to panic. And it's also time to take swings, take chances on um, Jarrett Culver's, PJ Washington's guys who uh, have a little bit of an unknown upside and also a potential to play Here's uh, a larger. Great first night move. You just, just made me think about this. Um, there is a big man, probably a fairly good big man that will get in foul trouble on opening night and play like 20 minutes, 15 minutes, just because he keeps fouling and he's in foul trouble most of the game. I 
have in the past offered a buy low like hey man look he didn't play very much and some people weren't watching the game they weren't paying attention to the fouls and they're like dude why did he only play 20 minutes is this guy actually going to play over him i'm concerned about this and you can buy low i mean depending on the talent like don't go super low but maybe you know you can get a top 40 player for you know someone that you picked in the 70s or 80s and be like look man this guy played 30 minutes your guy only played 15 and some guys will bite on that because they're just scared. They get worried. They get nervous. So that's another option um, for week one that I sometimes get away with. That That's a good, tricky move. Like I said, do not panic, guys. Uh, and we're going to help you through that as we get into week one. We'll be uh, getting the basically the uh, our, our reviews of the first, the opening night games, so both opening night games. Uh, to you as soon as humanly possible. There are no back-to-back uh, games this uh, week simply because of the weird schedule. You know, I guess the Clippers play Tuesday, Thursday. So, like, I guess that's kind of like a pseudo back-to-back. You got a Friday, Sunday. Uh, a lot of teams playing Friday, Sunday, but you probably got, you know, pretty big. Well, Sunday's a little bit light, so maybe you can grab some of those players. Um, and you got all those players on your article, Tyler. It's a, it's a very, very handy article. Um, is there anything in particular on these these first night games? So we got the Clippers, of of course. If you didn't if you didn't realize, the Clippers and the Lakers are going to play each other, so that's going to be fun. And then the Zionless uh, Pelicans are going to play the Kawhi-less Toronto Raptors. So less fun of a game, in my opinion. Uh, is there anything in particular in those games you're looking for? Maybe OG Ananobi. Maybe that's his playing time. I'm definitely looking at Toronto and I'm looking for who is getting the minutes in that kind of wing spot or, you know, two guard, like how much is Fred Van Vliet playing? You know, obviously Kyle Lowry's back and playing, so we should expect him to play a big role. Um, I also want to see what the shot distribution is going to be there. And that's maybe the thing I'm looking for most is, which guy is going to assume that leading score on that team? I think a lot of people just naturally assume it's going to be Pascal Siakam, but they have a lot of talent there, right? They've got Marcus Saul, who's been you know a, a fairly big time scorer. They've got um, Kyle Lowry, who's been you know a 15, 16 point a game guy. So are those three or four guys you know going to kind of split it? Or is Siakam going to take that leap into a 20-point-per-game score? That's something I'm looking at. And we'll be able to tell that a lot just by how many shot attempts he's getting, maybe not just on the opening night, but throughout the first you know, couple weeks. Like To score 20 points a game, you got to get you know, 15, 16 shots. And so is he getting that workload? Um, you you got to you know, put in the work. And I think you know, Lowry's got a lot of talent. Gasol's got a lot of talent. Ibaka's still on the team. There's still like a good amount of um, talent and uh, the ability to, to create shots, make shots to go around. So like to think uh, Serge Ibaka's there, right? Van Vliet, yeah, like they've got they've got a lot of guys who can do some decent scoring, like some some above average scoring. So who I'm can play NBA level basketball? And so to just assume Siakam's going to take this giant leap, I think is a little presumptuous. So keep an eye on that as well. Um, I'm interested in uh, Landry Shamit just to see what's going to happen there with the Clippers. I mean, there's a Paul George size hole on that team. Someone's got to play uh, and someone's got to step up into that usage from uh, that Paul George kind of d- disappeared into. So like what's going to happen there? Here's uh-huh. the other thing about that Clippers team. 
Uh, or Kawhi Leonard played 11 minutes going into that last game against Dallas. And then he played like about 20 um, against Dallas. So is the plan to run him out there for a full, you know, 32, 35 minutes a night. I wouldn't be surprised if they held back on that. Just, uh, just a hair bit. Um, Shamet shot terrible in the preseason. Now, obviously it was a small sample size and, and we think he's a good shooter, but is that kind of cold streak going to carry over to opening night? That's something to watch. And I'm also interested, right? You mentioned it. Who's going to start in Paul George's spot kind of in that, you know, two, three, four. I, I love Lou Williams. If you're playing DFS on the first night, I feel like with Kawhi, maybe only playing like 30 a night. And I mean, who else? I mean, Paul George is out. Like they don't have a ton of other shot creators. I feel like Lou Williams might be in for a huge game. Um, in that respect, I'm also interested to see what the split is between Zubak and Harrell. Like the Lakers, are, the Lakers are going to go big, right? They're going to play Davis. They're going to play JaVale McGee. They're going to play Dwight Howard. So how, you know, who's getting the minutes between Harrell and Zubak is another thing I'm, I'm watching from that particular game. I don't think the Lakers really have that much to tell us. Like, I think the team, I think we know who's who on that team and who we want in fantasy and who we don't. Yeah, um, I want to see how they use JaVale. Like, you know, he's got JaVale a lot and of, Howard, uh, right? Like yeah. that, that, like how many minutes are those two getting? And is it, that's, that's one. The other one is, are they going to play Danny Green a ton? I'm interested to see that. Like, is Danny Green going to get like 32, 33 minutes? Um, that obviously boosts his value significantly. And, and we talk about yeah. him being underrated a lot. You just stepped on my early bull prediction. So we will be doing as we always do every year at the beginning of the season, our bull predictions that is coming probably right after you hear this uh, episode, depending on when we record it and when we release it. Danny green is going to be the most picked up player after night one. I'm calling it right now. Ooh, I, I believe that. I believe that um, for the Pelicans, right? So we'll talk about the last team since we've talked about everybody else. Um, JJ Redick didn't play a ton this preseason. They've got a lot of wingy types. I'm just interested to see how many minutes Reddick gets. I think Reddick's just a really good player, and I think Reddick should be playing over guys like Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart. And like Reddick should be getting a big role in that team. Now I get Reddick's getting older, and maybe his optimal role is only like 25, 26 minutes now. Um, so I'm interested to see that. I'm also interested to see what they do without Zion. Like, Obviously, I'm assuming they were expecting Zion to be one of their main scorers. So, is Favors gonna be in for a much larger role? Are they going to let Drew Holiday ball out even more? Um, I don't know that you want Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram taking the shots, but are they maybe taking a little more offensive workload? Um, the the whole Zion thing was very vague about he's gonna be out for weeks. Yeah, don't like that. Not sure what the hell that means. And when we see these, and this is not to induce a ton of panic, right? We've seen some of these, especially young players, the weeks because, you know, we're trying to rehab and strengthen and maybe in his case, drop a few pounds. You don't, don't want to the plan is. You don't want to make something minor serious, especially with a franchise player. Yeah, and so, like, we've seen guys like, you know, Harry Giles. Sometimes like he's, oh, he's healthy, but you know, we're going to rehab him and you know, a couple weeks he'll be out. And then the weeks turns into months, turns into 
a lot of the season, all of the season. Would, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not throwing up that caution flag yet, but I'm saying yeah. weeks, That's a little weeks, early. weeks worried the heck out of me though, because I don't know what weeks means. Like is it's weeks two or is it 10? Cause there's a big difference there. Oh, is it? A, it's a little early, I think, to uh, put the stink on on Zion for a half a season. But it's a great uh, point to make because there's always strategy in any bit of news or any bit of an injury that you might come across. Zion doesn't play in the first game, so number one, you're going to see what that team's going to look like when he's out. So you're going to see what guys get more playing time. That's going to help your streaming strategy. Uh, two. If he's out for longer, well, it gives value to certain uh, players, like you're saying, maybe Derek Favors. And then three, if there's no timeline, what's Zion's value? That means he's at a low value and you want to buy low. And so if you can swindle Zion away from somebody um, because the owner is worried about the whole weeks thing, great. So there's always a piece of strategy in every bit of news, every bit of injury, every bit of roster change um that comes across the wire or more likely nba twitter fair um so here's another thing maybe i'll mention right um if we're looking ahead and and i i didn't do this and this will be part of next week's article i didn't actually put it in week one because i felt like it didn't have as much value in the sense that we still don't super know about some of these rotations and who's going to play and um there are five teams that play Monday of week two. No one is streaming. There's 11 games, but Tuesday of week two, there's only three games. So if you're looking for a Sunday pseudo Tuesday, pseudo back to back, where you pick up a player in week one that you can use in the first available opportunity in week two, um, four teams play both Sunday and Tuesday. Those would be the Dallas Mavericks, LA Lakers, Memphis Grizzlies, Miami heat. Um, obviously there's some fairly decent streaming options on three of those teams and the Lakers pretty much everyone who's going to play in the rotation is owned except for Avery Bradley. And I don't think you want Avery Bradley for fantasy. So um, yeah, you could look at those teams and, and just see who's available in your league and see who's playing and, you know, maybe get some, some good value. As a smart veteran move to do, especially if you know you're going to win your week in categories, uh, you're already well ahead of the other team to uh, use that extra pickup for a game next week. Um, a smart, smart veteran move and also great content that will be on hashtag basketball.com every single week by our own Tyler P. Watts. And that is Tyler's Twitter handle at Tyler P. Watts. Tyler, you got anything else to plug before we uh, wrap up our week one primer? Um, so man, things to plug. Well, you could, if you still are doing a draft, um, which I actually still have a draft or two to do, um, you can check out the, the values on hashtag basketball for whatever league you're in. we have one for ESPN, one for Yahoo, one for fan tracks. Um, I wrote all three of those articles so you can check those out. Um, as far as other content, um, I just wrote the 10 takeaways from the preseason for the Dallas Mavericks. So you can uh, get a little idea of what I think um, you should expect in the opening game for the Mavericks. And uh, I also did Luka Doncic's bold predictions, which were fun. Were fun, Mike. And one of them will carry over to our bold predictions podcast because I was thinking hard about something and then I looked up something and I realized, wow, that's pretty impressive. So that's something to look forward to, I suppose. That's excellent. You can find all that stuff at 
Tyler P. Watts on Twitter or on hashtag basketball.com or wherever else Tyler is writing because he is always writing. Uh, I am I'm not jealous. I am impressed though because I, I don't want to write that much, but I, and I because I can't. So shout out. Can't, therefore I won't. <laughs> yeah. That's I know my limitations, Tyler. My limitations are re- go to the point of I retweet other people on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. So follow me on there as well. Um, I'm very very excited about the beginning of this season. And if you guys like the show or want other content, different content, leave us feedback or support the show. Rate review us. Go to Patreon.com/slash/WatchingTheBoxes to get these uh, podcasts early exclusively before the rest of the 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 non-patreon people get to hear them but also shout out to anybody listening to this podcast um get ready for the nba season guys it is here and um yeah we'll see you for bold predictions next have a great night